Welcome back into the Trib Preps Podcast. My name is Colton Bartholomew. I am joined today, a reporter here at the Tribune, joined today here by Zach James, a fellow reporter and our assistant sports editor, Todd Sommerfeld. Uh, we're going to be breaking down some high school stuff. We've obviously got uh, a big boys basketball game on Friday with Central and Alaska. We're also going to be talking about the AP basketball rankings that just came out on Monday have uh, seven teams ranked in the top ten in their respective divisions. And then we've got a couple of things we're going to tell you about that are going to be coming up this weekend and what's already on lacrossetribune.com, uh, especially uh, in the gymnastics space. But, guys, we got to start Central and Onalaska, two of the best teams, not only in our area for boys but also in the state. They're both ranked in the top five for Division Two. We'll get into the rankings a little bit later, like I said. But, uh, Todd, you're going to be over there on Friday. Let's start with just, first off, the this rivalry over the past couple of years. They've been far and away the two best boys teams, uh, at least in the MVC, but uh, two of the best in the area as well. Uh, and this is one of those games where you, nobody can count on out because they've proven in the past, especially the last three years, that they can knock off Central no matter how talented they are. Yeah, that's. I mean, you have Central's won the MVC the last three years. Anna's been a runner-up the last four. <laughs> and, you know, going back before that, Anna had a down year before that, but before that they, they were winning the conference. So Anna's been at the top. It was funny, I was thinking about this over the years, and there's been different rivalries at, at the top of the conference. Anna-Alaska's always part of it. Whether <laughs> sure. it was Holman coming through that one year, they had to beat Anna to, to, to win the conference. Going back when, when Koenig and Thomas were here, it was Anna-Alaska and Aquinas. Now it's Anna-Alaska and Central. Uh, so, so they're always part of it. And last year they beat Central the first time, so we'll see what happens uh, this time. I think the interesting thing about looking at this rivalry is it's not one stud player in a supporting cast against another stud player in a supporting cast. The, there are great players all over the court on, on both teams. I mean, multiple Division One players. Uh, and and it, it, whether you look at you know, the way the games will be played on the perimeter or in the post, you have great players in both aspects of that. So I think that's going to make for a very fun game. And that's a great call from an Onalaska standpoint because if you look at the area scoring leaders, there's not an Onalaska kid in the top 15. So that just well, goes to show you that it's balanced. And, and well, Arntz is a big scorer. Carson yeah. Arntz will be a big scorer. And, and Stutley can, can score a decent amount of points too. Arntz is going to be the toughest matchup uh, for Central just because you talk about inside-outside players. Um, he is equally good inside and outside, yeah. and, and he's tough to keep away from the basket. So I, I think as tough as it's going to be, and I mean, you have Johnny Davis for Central, who's a Division One player, um, so you're always going to have to count on him being able to be effective inside. It's still going to be tough with, with Tyrell and Gavin inside for, for on Alaska. Uh, you, but you have to guess he's going to get to the basket enough, I think. Um, so it, that's a tough matchup for them, but it, just looking at the talent on, on these two teams is pretty incredible, and, and especially when you start talking about getting into the post there. And, and we've talked a lot over the years about how Onalaska is a great perimeter shooting team, and it still is. But to me, it, when you look inside, it is where you see the, the true strengths here. You mentioned the perimeter shooting. Last year, uh, they split the regular season matchups. Onalaska and Central did. Central ends up getting the best team in the section tournament. Uh, and it honestly came down to Onalaska just – had one crazy hot night from three, and that was yeah, at they, home. And they they whooped up on Central. I think that was well, like a fifteen point game, something like that. Skifton played out of his mind. Yeah, that <laughs> was, and and they 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 deserve to win the game. That's um, there's there's no debate over that. And Alaska is good enough to play with Central, and that's what makes this uh, pretty intriguing. I certainly don't think this is a. Uh, 
central team and you know what do they have to do or, or you know how can they lose this game it's certainly nothing like that um, right. on Alaska can shoot well enough to win this game and they and like I said with the guys on the inside um, and Arntzen and we haven't talked about Sam Kick at all the way he can shoot from the outside uh, there are threats all over the floor and, and Coach Fergett and, and the Red Raiders certainly know that the thing with Central is the way that they play defense they just they, they play their shell so well that they make it so hard to get inside so it's going to be hard to get yeah. Stutley touches it's going to be hard yes. to get um McGraw, or not, uh, McGrath touches, yep. Uh, yep. but they what Onalaska has done really well in the last few years is really extend it with their shooting. You, yes. you mentioned Skipton going off. Uh, Sam Kick has that ability too to just make a bunch of threes and really just make Central spread out. So then what they do so well is packing the paint and making sure that you can't drive, you can't get your post guys going. Uh, when you extend it, then the lanes open up and make it a little bit tougher to do that. So it's going to be interesting to see how Onalaska balances how good they are at shooting and not trying to live and die with that because you've got to make sure you get inside, get some fouls, get to the free throw line. But how Central, on the flip side of that, defends it and you know maybe they just say, hey, you got to prove you're going to make your threes tonight before yeah. we extend. So uh, it's, that's one of those fun matchups. And, and in my personal opinion, two of the best coaches in the area with uh, Todd Fergett and Craig Cole over on Alaska, just uh, it's one of those fun matchups just to watch from uh, an outside perspective of these two coaches with all the talent they have. What are the adjustments they're going to make to put them in the best spot? And one thing that's that, that's interesting about you know, all right, we're just going to challenge them to make their perimeter shots. On Alaska is a team that can hit three or four in a minute and a half. Right. <laughs> you know, and because Central's not going to slow this thing down. This is going to be up and down the floor. Um, and On Alaska is that good that they can they can do something like that. One one thing I like about what On Alaska can do, and I was talking to Coach Fergit about this, is uh, Tyrell Stutley does such a good job of being himself. He doesn't try to do more things than than the strengths he brings to the team. And he's so reliable. That, right. You know, how many times do you go watch games and they get the ball into him and he doesn't produce? I mean, he always produces. Yeah, he fi- finds and, somebody on the pass yeah, or gets, oh, the, gets he, a yeah. good shot. He's a, he's a great player inside for them. Um, and he just he doesn't try to be more than, than what he is. And uh, we were talking about Gavin Grath there, too. Talk about an improved player from one year to the next. He, he, and, and when I saw them play against Sparta, second half, Sparta went at him, got him in some foul trouble. Um, so there may be some issues of trying to stay out of foul trouble in this game for him. Uh, but if he's in the clear and can play the way he wants to play, um, he, he certainly can be a, a dominant player at times, too. He's great at getting that offensive rebound and putting it back up. Uh, the thing that we want to uh, look look at matchup-wise individually, you're going to have a, a piece on Noah Parcher. Uh, was it Thursday or Friday that's going to be running? Friday. Friday, okay. So before you get to the game, you can make sure you read the paper, look online for that. That's Central's point guard. We've seen Central, you know, Johnny Davis we talk about a lot, Jordan Davis as well, improving uh, so much this season too, Noah Parcher. But is this a type of game that Terrence Thomas – or Terrence Thompson, excuse me, uh, really kind of has an emerging game. He's been quiet this season. Could, I oh think yeah. he's, uh, he's been hurt. He's been dealing with some stuff with his hand, other things like that, make it tough to be effective. But he's still been rebounding really well. Yep. Is this a game that he finally kind of blossoms scoring and has a really big impact? Because they're going to need him to, defensively at least. Yes. and Defensively, he, he's fine. and He's doing, I think, everything they expect of him there. Um, there just haven't hasn't been a lot of, you know, offensive presence. And the way they're playing right now, they don't have to have that. At some point, they will, and he can certainly provide that. Uh, I, I don't think they're too concerned 
right now with what's going on with with him and his offensive play. I, I talked to Parcher about that too and said, you know, I'm just waiting for Terrence to shoot. And he goes, well, a lot of that's just we're not going into him right now. And he said that'll change. Yeah. And at some point they're going to go into Thompson and, and we're going to see – you know what he can do with the ball this year. I sort of disagree with you. I think Thompson needs to turn it on now so that the Red Raiders have him for when it matters the most down the road in five or six weeks. Thompson needs to turn it on now to kind of get those wheels in motion because if he's if he tries to turn it on too late, it will be too late. So he needs to start turning it on now offensively. I think the one of the last things, and then we'll, we'll move on to the rankings here, uh, the way that Central has picked up the pace of games, it, most of the time it just takes other teams completely out of their game and they're just so you know frazzled and they can't, they can't handle that pressure. Uh, it kind of just runs other teams off the floor. Onalaska is the rare matchup that they see twice a year that can handle it. Yes. They've got the ball handlers. They've got guys that can play that way. So that's one of the things that I, I've always enjoyed watching this game every or twice every year is that it's a one game a year that Central can't really boat race somebody and just run them up and down the floor and get them so tired that they just can't play. That's the fun thing where Onalaska is always going to stay in the game in that sense. Yes, they're, these are two teams that can play any style, and they're both teams, and, and you talked about the coaching. They're, they're both teams that can really adapt to just about anything. Absolutely. All right, so we'll move on to the EP rankings. Like I said, they came out Monday. Uh, so two of the boys' teams that are ranked in Division Two, we just mentioned Central. They're number two. They're behind only Nicolay, who if you've been following uh, Wisconsin prep basketball, you know what's happening in Nicolay. they got a couple of transfer guys. Yes. They're having a great season, so they're number one. Uh, Onalaska is number four, so uh, a top five matchup there in Division II um, over at Mark Sutton Gymnasium on Friday. Uh, just one quick aside, is this a type of possibly that second game, if, since it's going to be on Alaska, maybe a, a center trip for know. that game? I mean, I haven't but, heard any talk of that. It's been a while since they've done it. Right, they did it back when you know, mentioned Matt Thomas and Bronson Caney yep. for those games. but And they got 5,000 there for those games. I don't know if this would have the same kind of draw as having two guys of that caliber, but these teams are certainly as good. Um, so I... I you know, I haven't heard much talk, but I'll start asking about that if we if we get to that point. I think it would be a really good thing for the city uh, to have a game out there, and, and a lot of people will be able to come and watch it a lot more than can, they can <laughs> pack into Onalaska or Central. For sure. All right, so go back to the rankings quick. In Division 5 for the boys, we got the defending Division 5 champion, Bangor. Uh, they're at number 5, lots of 5s in there. But uh, uh, Grant Mankey, another big game from him on uh, Tuesday, uh, 20 points, and they held off uh, Royal uh, they're having some trouble in the conference. Not trouble, I should say. Yeah. They're still undefeated they're still in conference. Yeah. But yeah. they're winning the games. It's just not the blowouts that we've seen from Bangor. Obviously, when you lose that they senior class. Yeah, uh, but Mankey's a uh, double-double machine for them. Yep. Uh, I, I've i it plus people. I, please start counting rebounds. <laughs> I appreciate you getting all those points, but I, I know he's t- pulling out a ton of rebounds too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, anyway, so jumping over into the girls. Uh, in Division Three, we've got Prairie Duchene at number five, who's still undefeated, Prairie Duchene, yeah. having a crazy good season uh, already. Lily Cron, a freshman, is stepping up huge for them, scoring. Uh, let me see. We just got everything uh, put together. She's not in the top 15, but okay. I know she's scoring a lot. She <laughs> had, So is and Benasek, too. Is oh, yeah, Benasek, excuse yeah. me. Um, but... I know the last three times I've gotten calls from Perry Duchene, she's been above 18. Yeah. So she's having a great season already. And then number six, right behind them, GET. GET's only loss this season is to Melrose and Maduro, who are going to get to them. In a close game. Too. In a close game, right. And they're obviously led by Lexi uh, 
Wagner. Wagner. I was, I was about to say Miller, and I was like, that's not right. No. No. <laughs> Lexi Wagner, Youngstown State recruit, uh, going to be a Division One player, so that's great uh, to see GET doing well. And then in Division Four, it's the number one, number two that we've seen the last, you know, 50 games almost it should be for like girls. That the rest of the year. Agreed. Uh, Aquinas at number one, and then Mel Rosemanduro number two. That was the state championship game at that division last season. Uh, looking like that path's that path is yeah. there for both teams to yes. rematch again at the Rush Center. So they're, hopefully they're, for our area that happens again because they're, they're, they're both just playing, the two best teams. Yeah, they're both playing just as well as they were last year, and, and Aquinas lost a lot from that team last year that. All happen to be playing in college. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? If you watch UW yeah. lacrosse, uh, you see you know two of their players playing a lot, and the same with on Alaska girls too. Yeah. But and, uh, and, and Viterbo, and Viterbo, right? Yeah. Uh, um, but and, and Melrose on the other side kept everybody around again, uh, and is just decimating everybody in their path to this point. So it it looks like uh, you, I mean coaches don't want to hear us say it, but it looks like they're on that collision uh, course again, and, and you know unless there are major injuries. Yeah. And injury it's, is not injury. Right. It's not like we're saying that they couldn't lose. It's just like well, the odds right. are. It's, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you had, like talent-wise, you shouldn't. At, at a certain point, you know, these, these yeah. teams are that and, good. And it's, they've showed this, to this point they're that good. It's the equivalency it's to Alabama-Clemson football. Right, yeah. They, they should have been there, and then you yeah. saw what happened, or see what happens mm-hmm. in that game. But um, moving on from the rankings, uh, Todd has a feature that just actually is in the Thursday morning paper and on lacrossetribune.com about West Salem Gymnastics, one of the best teams, one of the best co-op gymnastics teams yeah. in the area for quite a long time. Uh, they just got a new facility. Todd, I know you went out there. What did you see? Kind of tell us about it. It, it. it was cool. I mean, they had a lot of people out there helping, that's for sure. They had to move all their stuff from the elementary school over to the new uh, new room that they have uh, in the new facility, which they're calling the Panther Den. Panther, it's, right. <laughs> if you're familiar with West Salem, it's out by uh, where the soccer field is that they play. It's kind of right next to it. Uh, they built a new facility out there. They have a sheet of ice out there for the hockey team. They have a room for the gymnastics team. Uh, so the, the the girls and coaches were pretty excited, a little flabbergasted and a little overwhelmed at trying to get everything in there, but they got it all together and and seen by the end of the night that they were having a pretty good time of being in their, their own spot. The the big difference, other than just kind of having their own space, at the elementary school they had to show up, set everything up for practice, tear it all down. Oh, they're God. <laughs> now, now they're just set up, and they can go in and practice. And, you know, they, they lost a lot of practice time to just doing that kind of thing, and, and now they can kind of devote that extra 20 or 30 minutes that they're going to have strictly to gymnastics. And I think that will certainly help the program. Yes. But, uh, yeah, they, they had a referendum pass and got some money to build that. And I think um, everybody's pretty happy with the way it's going so far. They're just about done completely with the facility. Uh, now they just have to get a road out there. That would be nice. Okay. <laughs> you your car driving out there. Um, but that will come soon enough. And, and you know, I looked in at the, uh, at the ice, and they do have some bleachers in there. I know that was concern right when it got done was – not having bleachers. Oh yeah, for the, have, the new do. hockey facility. Yeah, new hockey facility. So there's there's spots in there to sit, and uh, it it looks like real real nice ice. I saw one a youth team out there practicing while the gymnasts were were moving in there, and just seems like a nice place to go out and and, and watch some hockey or play some hockey. Absolutely. Not that I play hockey, I can't ice. <laughs> I can't either. Yeah. 
Fat guys like me should not put on ice skates because that puts way too much pressure on your ankle. That's just a bad, bad situation. But um, it, it's funny to see kind of a mirror image where West Salem Co-op has been so successful already, and then yeah. now give them a, a space where they can even be, to train better. You know, it's kind of like what's happening at UW Lacrosse. They've been so successful uh, in NCGA gymnastics, and now they've got a new practice facility that they say is just completely change how they can practice everybody's doing stuff as opposed to in small groups so yep. uh some cool stuff happening there but that's gonna do it for this episode of the trips preps podcast still can't say it <laughs> still working on it but um if you want or let us know what you want to hear or uh comments questions anything like that you can email us at sports at lacrosse make sure you're staying on lacrosse for all the latest stories updates scores all that type of stuff and uh we will be back next week probably wrapping up uh, a big weekend. We got obviously we mentioned the Central on Alaska game, uh, some other big stuff going on. So uh, a lot of players classic. We'll be talking about that. Oh yeah, sure that's next. Week. Oh my god, that's coming up already. <laughs> um, that is going to be one of the most fun tournaments that you're ever going to see. Like buy a ticket to that one. That yes. is a there is going to be a collection of talent here that we will get into. But it is yes. just it's rare for uh, especially in this area. I mean the western Wisconsin, eastern Minnesota. It's not exactly a basketball hotbed historically, but right now it is. is, Yeah, right now it is. We have to give that its own show, I don't know. Yeah, probably. (laughs) All right, well, we'll be back next week, but thanks for listening. Like I said, uh, get at us at sportsofacrosshipmean.com, and we will be back next week. (laughs) 